Hi, my name is Ian Riley. And I'm Michael Fields. And you're listening to My Best Guest. It's a show where we invite all dads and father figures to join us as we journey through the unique challenges and joys of fatherhood. So grab your coffee and pull up a chair because whether you're a seasoned dad or a soon-to-be, we're excited for you to join us on this episode of My Best Guest. The blend of coffee? Yeah, the blend of coffee. It's a Miguel... Okay, wait, I don't know... Okay, I don't know who this person is. I don't. I couldn't tell you the whole the whatever, but the blend is called Miguel Castro. Who? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like there's something I should know. He's a political. Fidel Castro is. Oh, is the was the was was the bad guy. The we don't like him. Is that true? Yeah, in Cuba, right? Colombia, but they make Cuba pretty right. I thought it was Cuba. You're right, Fidel but this Fidel. is called. So it's completely wrong. This is like <laughs> this is called Colombian Miguel Castro. Is the, is the it's what the, it's what the blend is. I didn't oh, make the blend. Yeah. Uh, for all the all all you guys listening, because if you're a dad, generally speaking, you're you're gonna drink coffee. <laughs> it's the only it's the only way. It's the only way to get. And through. if you want to drink coffee, you really need to drink. Miguel Castro <laughs> coffee. Straight from the veins. Uh, Straight, the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Miguel Castro blend from Methodical Coffee. Yeah. Shout out, Methodical. If you, if anyone is listening to this from Methodical, and hey, we'd love, we'd love to sponsor. We'd love or, to do a for you guys. Yeah, we'd love yeah. to talk about you guys on the show. We'll do it for free right now. For free right now. We love it. This is what we drink every week. Not Miguel Castro every week. Yeah. But uh, has been has been for the past couple. Yeah, it is not bad. I'm enjoying it. Would you say it's Would you say it's nutty, or would you say it's fruity? Uh, I would say, <laughs> I would say, I would it, say fruity. Yeah, like fruity nut. I for do. Sure. There is some almond in there that yeah. I would say that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah. We, you know, speaking of coffee, <clears throat> we the reason it is so necessary is both Michael and I were we're both working dads. We are not stay-at-home dads. Although, if I was a stay-at-home dad, I would drink more coffee. More than if Much I was. More. <laughs> yeah, just a slow drip, just through the vein always, because yeah. there's just no. Uh, uh, but both working dads, and this is this is something that um, I think the evolution of the working dad, uh, dare I say, is apparent. What a segue! Dare I say, <laughs> we because we all drink. Different coffee pots at our workplaces. No, uh, the the uh, uh, but the the evolution of the working dad. So we did some we did some deep dive to try to figure out you know like what's the best way to approach this topic and to process it. Uh, um, and I think that there's some things here that honestly some of you guys out there are gonna relate to a little bit differently than I because Michael, you're a stay at home. Your work work remote. Yeah, I'm not a stay at home dad, yes. so don't click away. <laughs> <laughs> I am a working. Up. I'm a working father. I just work at home as an accountant. Yes, yes. So you're a work remote employee, and I'm a pastor. And the the role that that we both have because of of their just sort of unique um, positions is it's a little bit more flexible. Right, you know, and they're and uh, and both because they're um, because the the nature of a pastoral position and of a work remote, uh, it certainly prioritizes family. One might say, yeah, I would I would say I would say it gives you more flexibility to prioritize family. I'm really grateful to our company, my my company, for giving us the ability to stay at home. I think it saves them a lot of money. I think it's really a business decision more than anything else. Sure. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, <clears throat> this one, what what I'm going to do is I'm just going to read through some stuff. I'm going to read through some notes. Michael, you also have these notes. Um, and what we'll do is we'll just, we'll throw these, throw these notes and some, some uh, statistics and some, some studies and we'll just process this and, uh, and for you guys who are who are listening and you're like, oh my gosh, yes, that's exactly sort of how I'm feeling. That's something that I'm navigating. Please email the show, dadsbestguess uh, gmail.com. Cause we wanna we wanna hear about it and we wanna be able to process it um and uh and see how we can 
sort of create more space to, to talk about some of these things, because I think this is really interesting. So <clears throat> uh, this this study here, this is about um, um, when when a a new dad, like you become a parent and how that impacts the workplace. So it says 96% of fathers reported that their supervisor expects no change to occur to their working patterns patterns as the result of their becoming parents. While as mentioned, many fathers may experience a fatherhood bonus in items of, uh, in terms of compensation, by contrast, those who take time off to be active caregivers often suffer lower long-term earnings. Um, this is, and this is from the new dad, the caregiving conundrum by Brad Harrington. Um, so this is, I thought this was just an interesting thought here that this whole idea, 96% of fathers reported that their supervisor expects no change to occur to their working patterns as a result of their becoming parents. That's a crazy amount of, of supervisors, um, who, you've entered you you've entered this crazy new season of life where you now have a an infant in your life or let's just say you uh, uh you get married and your spouse has a 13 year old and now you're a stepdad and they expect no change in your in your working patterns and is this just dads or is it moms too this is this is specifically dads oh, this really? is fathers okay. yeah uh, i think for mothers they surely surely this would look different i mean yeah. i don't know well, and I'm curious, you know, it's really interesting. I, you know, I love statistics, but I also think that there's several different reasons why a statistic is the way it is. Sure. You know what I mean? So, like, studies like this are, are interesting because we can talk about the fact that 96% of supervisors uh, don't want it, or don't expect any changes for, you know, the work behavior from for the fathers. But why is that? What what's causing that? And it could be that I feel like sometimes we jump to the worst case scenario of like, oh, supervisors just are they're just mean. They just suck. Yeah. yeah. Sure. And it's like it could be that some of them suck, but it's also probably the case that it's it's really embedded in the culture of America that the father works. Right. 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 Like regardless regardless of what the wife does or the you know, or the baby mama. The 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 husband the the guy works, um, and I think guys take a lot of pride in that. Sure, like you know, oh, I'm gonna go take care of you know the baby. I'm gonna go take care of my family in a real financial sense, a physical sense, a straightforward sense. And so I think a lot of that statistic maybe is coming from the fact that they're communicating to their supervisor beforehand of like, no, I'm not gonna take time off. I'm not gonna you know, um, I'm not going to long-term, I'm not going to stop working. I'm not going to take off early. I'm not going to do X, Y, or Z because I need to provide for my family. If anything, and we'll talk about this a little bit more, cause I think we're going to talk about the fatherhood bonus. Um, if anything, they're going to work harder and more, you know? <laughs> and so, and which is interesting because the, the statistic says expects no change to occur Although I'm sure supervisors actually expect them to work more yeah, hours, maybe harder. Or yeah. So may, I'm curious how the question was was uh, was phrased to the respondents. Yeah. Well, I, I too am, am curious at this because I think what's interesting here is like if it said 96 percent of fathers reported their supervisor expects no change in their um, uh, what is it their product or like what what you bring your production yeah. of, of work. That's one thing. Sure. Like sure, yeah, I, you're still hired to do the same job. Do the job, like I I get that. Yep. You know? But it says to their working patterns, so it's like, again, so let's say that you married someone and now your spouse has a 13 year old. They have to get picked up to school. They have to get dropped off. Like that that's going to change your pattern. Yeah. Of work. Yeah. You may still accomplish this the same job, and it may be, uh, you get there early or you uh or you work, you know, after after hours or whatever it is, but you still get the job done. That's one thing. But I I do think that it it is quite interesting. And again, I'm not saying that oh, all supervisors are just, you know, uh, scum of the earth. I just want to know what what's behind the questions being asked, you know, but either way, the stat says, you know, 96% saying that their supervisor expects no change 
in in their patterns as a result of becoming parents. And I'm not going to say that that's harsh, but it is that's that's wildly challenging, yeah. especially now being a dad. And I, I but there's so many like they have doctor's appointments that I can't, you know, like I have to take off to take them to go do that. So now it's it's not just the doctor's appointments that I would normally take for myself, but now it's for my my daughter or going to uh, the dentist or, you know, whatever it is, you know. Um, but this is there's another human that I'm caring for that is going to change the pattern of my life, which in in turn would also impact the pattern of my work. Well, and let's talk about how has the pattern of your work changed since having uh, Eliza? Yeah, well, I mean, that exactly. So she has to go to daycare, you know, so someone's got to drive her and pick her up. And sometimes, most of the time, almost 90% of the time, more than that probably, Cass takes her. But there are times where that doesn't work. And it's going to be on me to get Eliza to and from daycare. So now you're adding that commute. Um, and this daycare in particular is, uh, it closes, you know, at the same time that my office closes. So I have to leave my office early to go get her because they close at the same time. You know, I can't show up 30 minutes late to daycare. I just can't do it. So um, that that naturally is going to change my my work rhythms and patterns just just with daycare <clears throat> but then you add like i said the doctor's visits um and uh especially early on when she was just born she had lots of different doctor's visits but a lot of that fell into uh, paternity leave but then some of it doesn't you know so it's like okay i have to take off i have to go do this to take eliza to whatever doctor appointment just a checkup and things so um that just that has changed and for the most part, it hasn't changed too much beyond that. But I could totally see how um, when she gets to a point where there's uh, different school competitions or activities, some of that stuff, a lot of the extracurricular stuff may be outside of the normal school hours. But, um, well, I, you know, I, I take that back because even now she, at her daycare, like there's like an Easter production and there's a Christmas production and that takes place during work hours. Yeah. So I I leave to go watch that. That changes my, you know, my my behavior pattern at work. So, yeah. That I mean, on average, though, I'm curious how much that impacts. For me personally, I think you know having newborn at home has. I mean, it's kind of changed my work patterns in the sense that, like when I when I come out to take a coffee break or like you know, whatever, I, you know, I'm usually, like, giving Gabby a, a bit of a break, you know? Like, I might take 15 yeah. minutes, you know? In, like, if I took 15 minutes to go and, like, grab a coffee, reset, go outside, you know, look at the sun for a minute, like, now I don't do that. I maybe grab a coffee and set it on my desk, but then I, you know, go, you know, hold the infant for a little while. Yeah. And so, you know, there's that kind of thing going on. As, but, you know, I remember like, you know, back when I worked in, you know, I worked in like the food industry for a while and, um, you know, I mean, you worked a shift and like, you're not going to like, Michael you don't made have that. the best <laughs> Caniac combo. Oh yeah. Yeah. The best. And you don't, you just don't have that flexibility like, like that when you're working a shift like that, you don't, <laughs> sure. right. Yeah. And so I work a sa I work at salary and like. Part, you know, that's has its benefits of me being able to get up and like go take a break for a minute, go do whatever. But it also, you know, I have to be kind of on call. Like, you know, if Germany payroll needs to get done at two in the morning, like, you know, get up, you know, and do it. You know, that's yeah. kind of that's yeah. just the expectation. And so, yeah, I like the idea that maybe, you know, this is really referring to the fact that supervisors don't expect dads to like their work like product to suffer at all. Yes. I think yeah. that's maybe what it's pointing to more than like when they think of, you know, Oh, Bob, you know, down in accounting or Michael down in accounting, you know, he just had a kid, like he still needs to do his job. You know, yeah. I hired him, I'm paying him, you know, he needs to keep doing his job. You know, I don't really care if he comes in 15 minutes later, I'm not even thinking about that, yeah. you know, yeah, truth, you know, truthfully, but you know, he needs to keep doing his job. Let's talk about the second paragraph here. 
So it says four out of five describe themselves as being very involved personally with their jobs. This is dads. And over half experienced their organization's problems as their own. Importantly, dads were twice as likely as mothers to want to advance, even if it meant less time with their children, although that number was still quite small at 16%, and nearly twice as likely to be willing to relocate for career advancement. So there's a lot here to unpack. Yeah. Let's dive into it a little bit. So four out of five describe themselves as being very involved personally with their jobs and have experienced their organization's problems as their own. So... I think this rings true for me, at least. Yeah. I'm involved very personally with my job. I, I care about my work product. I care about our organization's product. And, you know, I want it to serve our customers well. And I want our team... Honestly, I think more than anything, I want my team to function well, right? So I yeah. want to be a great contributor to my team. I want to be um, somebody who's seen as a contributor, somebody who's seen as, you know, somebody who works hard, works the hours he needs to work to get the job done and puts in a little extra from time yeah, to time. Yeah. And yeah. so, and I think that's really true for most guys that, you know, that are working and it may be true, especially for dads. Yeah. Because they want to be seen, you know, as, I mean, they want to advance. It says here too, that dads want to advance. It seems like more than maybe even moms do yeah. because I think we see, we take pride and we see ourselves as providers first. And so, and what does that mean? Well, that means a lot of things, but in the straightforward dad head and brain, we think provider, provide food on the table yeah. for family, yeah. right? Like, but you're also providing a lot of other things as a dad. And we can talk about that too. But um, but I think just to remain focused on the business part of this and, and on the, you know, on the work piece, what do you think about that? Does that, you know, ring true for you? Yeah. Well, I it's, it's it's challenging for me because as a pastor, it's it is very personal, and I I can't help but but to take work home and to be processing. You know, like if I met with a um, just just last week, you know, I'm, I'm meeting with a a guy who's having a hard time in his relationship. Um, in the same week, I meet with a, a woman who's having a hard time with her relationship. Um, I say me, I mean, she, she processed openly with me in a, in a, in a room full of people. It's not like I was, you know, but, but that, um, it's hard. Like that I take, I do take that home and, and I am passionate about what I do. And so I, I want to see people at their best. Um, and then I also want people to, to experience what I've experienced, you know? So I, I do. Yeah, that certainly rings true for me. What I think is fascinating about this is that four out of five describe themselves as being very involved personally with their jobs. This goes against sort of the stereotype of the old, like, oh, I clock in, clock out, you know, like feels very detached. Mm -hmm. And I, I'll be, to be clear, like this is talking about fathers. So it's interesting because that stereotype might still be true for, for most guys or most people is that they clock in, clock out. They don't really care about what they do. Uh, they care. It's, it's a means to an end. Mm. kind of thing like I'm here for a paycheck but that this to me either that stereotype is is horribly wrong or there's something that happens when you become a parent or at least with, for a father um that now it's like no now I'm involved personally with my job and then and then to your point like um uh, that dads want to advance I'll read that stat here it says importantly dads were twice as likely as mothers to want to advance even if it meant less time with their children although that's that number is still quite small 16 percent um and nearly twice as likely than mothers uh, uh to be willing to relocate for career advancement so that's interesting that we were more than twice as likely as mothers to to want to advance even if it meant less time with their children because i think most dads probably want to advance like that number is probably higher than 16 percent of like who wants to have more influence in their job probably most guys and probably most women but most people just want to to gain more influence in that way but with that caveat of we're more than twice as likely to advance even if it meant less time with with our children and i'm not i'm not gonna lie like i i do view myself as ambitious but since having Eliza 
I mean, I have, I have thought several times with Cassidy, like, what if I did have more of a, like a job that took less out of me emotionally? And what if I did more of a, I can clock in, clock out kind of thing so that I can be even more present at home and have more um, emotional energy to give at home. And, uh, and so it, I don't know, it's interesting for me because I've, and I've certainly had moments of, oh yeah, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to, to gain more influence and to, to have more of a voice uh, in what I'm doing at, uh, at work. But um, at the same time, I've certainly had lots of, of time where I've thought like to just honestly just take less, take more off my plate so I can give more to Eliza and to Cassidy. Yeah. I think for me, like, you know, at the moment, I mean, especially with Gabby, you know, going down to, uh, to part time and, you know, our income basically, you know, cutting itself in half. I mean, I'm kind of like, and I, and maybe this is, uh, and maybe this is like, Maybe this is common for most guys. I think I think probably it is, but I mean I'm just like man, you know I'm ready to do whatever it takes, you know. I mean, and please develop me quickly, like yeah. please. I want to make it to the next level as quickly as possible because like I need like I got I need to set up a 401k for this kid or not a 401k. I need to set up a 529 for this kid. I need to get her, you know. I need to get saving for college. I need to be, you know. Uh, you know, we got to buy formula and diapers and all this stuff. I'm like, and I know that, you know, there's going to come a time when she needs a car and she needs all these other things. Like it's time for me to start saving. It's time for me to start investing a- in my child. And I like, I mean, it's really hard to do that right now. And yeah. I think that that's, yeah. I think that that's kind of where most dads find themselves at this age, especially if, you know, their wife decides to stay home full time or part time because, you know, it's like, oh, my gosh, you know, now it's all on my shoulders or most yeah, of it is yeah. or it feels that way. And so, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm looking at my boss and looking at my my company differently. I'm like, OK, you know, how can I contribute the most to what I'm doing right now so that, you know, I can make it to the next level and make a larger income and, you know, that's a really strong motivator, having yeah. a kid. Yep. Like, because I'm not, I mean, I'm not just thinking, how can I make, how can we make our bills? You know, how can we eat? You know, I'm thinking, gosh, it would be so nice if I could give my daughter this gift. Yep. You know, if I yep. could prepare for this thing, yep. you know. Yep. And, like, I wasn't thinking of that before. I mean, we're, t- I mean, we're driving, the- I'm driving the same car that I drove in high school, like, and I'm not, and I'm literally like, whatever, I don't care. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, but I'm like, look at my daughter, like, okay, eventually we probably need to get a car yep. that actually, you know, has, you know, like we don't have to bend over to put her in the car seat, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like, it just makes you think differently. 100%. Well, and then like, um, there's a, um, the sort of uh, cultural practice that as, the the father or family of the bride would contribute most or all of like wedding stuff. Right. So it's like, we both have daughters. And so the minute that that doctor was like, it's a girl. I was like, Oh my gosh, I got to pay for a wedding. I crunch the numbers again, make sure. Uh, uh, like, so like that, you know, like even that expectation, you know, like, Oh my gosh, you know, maybe we need to start, being more intentional and serious about our saving. Um, and then you and I have talked a lot about what's our role as parents to help pay for college if that's what they decide to do. And, and so like navigating that, well, okay, so that's two pretty large funds, you know, that that is sort of an expectation or not college is less so, but certainly the wedding. Um, and I'm not saying that I'm like, oh, well, that's just what I have to do now. I have to pay for her wedding. I'm not there, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll help here and there, but like, I, I'm not going to, attach that, you know, uh, social pressure on myself to like, I have to pay $20,000, but, but there is, you know what I'm saying? Like, just to your point, like there is a lot of these different things that come with having a kid that you're like, okay, uh, maybe I need to stop eating Taco Bell so much and put money towards, you know, whatever it is. Kidoba. 
can't do it. Just can't do it anymore. Yep. You know, I miss my burritos. But uh, that's interesting. And I'll, I'll, I should preface this. I should have said this before. This whole study um, was done. It's called The New Dad. And uh, they preface it. And this isn't to shortchange the role of mothers, because I talked to Cass about this, too, of like, this has got to be a really challenging time for for mothers. But it the, the idea of the new dad study was it, they said that this is the hardest time to be a dad. Like, there's never been a more challenging time to be a dad. And and what they mean by that is that you still have to be a more than adequate worker at your work. That doesn't change as per this study, right? It's like no, you you have to keep doing what you've all what what the man the the man has always been expected to do at work, perform the same. But there's also much more pressure, and I would say um, needed pressure, and that this is something that um, men or or fathers needed to be challenged with. But you need to be more evo- emotionally available to your kids. You got to do that. You can't have one or the other kind of thing. Like that, that time has ended. It's sort of what this article is saying, where it's like the time where you can be, let the mother do a lot of the homework with, uh, as in like at home work with the kid while you go work. Um, that time has ended where it's like, no, you need to be almost as present as the stay at home mother, but you also need to be, you know, succeeding adequately at work as well. And so that's, that's the, I'm not saying that that's what I adhere to. I'm saying that's the position of this article of like, this is what we've seen. And so now they're navigating some of these challenges of the, of the working dad, um, or what they say, the new dad of you have to be equal parts, you know, as good as, as good of a parent as you are a worker. And, and they're arguing that that's not always been the case. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting too. like, I'll pull in a couple of statistics that I, that I just kind of general statistics about fatherhood. Um, it says, you know, I, and I found this on Pew Research, basically in terms of time, dads only spend about four minutes and 20 or 4.2 minutes per day on average reading to their kids under six years old, one minute and 20 seconds, 1.2 minutes if the kids are between six and 12. So like reading to your kids. And uh, and I think it's interesting too that almost 50% of dads feel that they spend too little time with their kids. And I think that there's a lot of guilt around that. Sure. But there's also like not much, I think back, you know, 100 years ago, that guilt may still have been there, you know, as far as like, you know, not spending enough time with the kids. And I think that the spouse um, always, you know, the mom always is going to give, she's going to want the dad to spend time with the kids too, you know, and there's always been a pressure on dads, you know, hey, you need to be useful at home too. Yeah. But today, for sure, there is a pressure, I think, in, you know, of, hey, you need to like, I mean, even from like my you know, in my circles, I mean, like I have friends that are like, you need to be, you know, present at home. Yeah. You know, whereas yeah. before it's kind of like, I feel like it was dads would get together and just kind of laugh and snicker at the fact that like, you know, we just get to work in the office and the sure. ladies yeah. got to take care of everything <laughs> at home. And now it's like, you know, I might get together with Ian and he might be like, hey, what have you done intentionally with Lily Ann this week? <laughs> sure. You know, and I'm like. Let me drive this dagger right in your I guess. Yeah. I guess we're talking about this now. Like, I, intentional, huh? Like, shoot. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I don't even read on my own for four minutes a sure. week. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I so it's like, yeah, it is It is hard. And there is a, I think there is an increase in that cultural pressure for dads. Like, hey, you need to be present in all areas. You need to be intentional in all areas of your life, not just at work. And, you know, I saw this with my own dad. Like, he was intentional with us, but... He always, you know, I think he always put most of his identity in like, okay, I'm a dad who provides for my kids. Like I'm a dad who goes to work and works as many hours as it takes as, you know, whatever, you know, I'm answering emails when we're on vacation. I'm going to do this, that or the other. And, you know, my mom would be like, can you put that thing away? 
you know, when we were on vacation, yeah. and he would always go, hey, honey, I got to work. Mm. And he would always say, uh, he would say something along the lines of, if I don't do this, we don't get to go to Disney World next time. Sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's right. like that right. kind of thing, yeah. you know, which kind of always, it cracked me up as a kid. I don't remember being like, you know, oh, dad's on the phone again. I just always thought that was funny, you know, them yeah. getting into spats yeah. about that. Because I was having a great time. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it, it does seem like, you know. But I think ultimately that cultural pressure is good. Yes. Because yes. it's true. It is true that dads, the more you're involved in your kids' lives, the better their lives are going to be. Right. Yep. You know? So. One, I've had, I've had plenty of conversations with people who, um, and some people have had both, right? The, the experience of material wealth. Uh, because their dad worked really hard and they had a great emotional attachment to their dad. Um, but I've also had plenty of conversations of people who've had the material wealth because of dad's uh, work ethic and, and position. But they look back and say, like, dude, I would trade that for more time with my dad. Like yeah. that, I'd so much rather have more time with my dad. And not just time, but like connection with my dad. Um, which... I know it's hard because like that's a that's obviously ridiculously fair for anybody to say ever. Um, but I think it's important before like even myself, before I try to criticize like, oh, my gosh, you know, like, dad, like get it together. You know, like you, you stop working so much and go spend time with your kid. You know, um, I think it's important to know like this is a relatively new yeah. notion that um, not only do you you have to work and provide, but you have to provide this emotional care that, you know, um, as if you're spent, as if you're a stay at home dad with your kids all the time, you know, like you have to do both now, which is, I think it's totally fair, right? I I want to do that for my kids, but it is new. Like this is a new idea for a lot of guys, uh, less so for us who are starting out as dads. Like this is what we're going to, we're, this is what we're going to just grow up with being dads you know this is this is the, the model that we're going to fit into and we're going to make this work but for a lot of dads um this is a new idea and they their kids are grown and now it's like oh my god you know what i'm saying like the, i think this would be this is all great research and and study but i could see how this would be really really challenging to to parents who have now a 13 year old or a 14 year old and of course it's not too late to get involved right but like you like you could look back and say, "Oh my gosh, for thirteen years, all I've done is focus on my work and let mom take care of kid," and 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 turns out maybe that's probably not the the healthiest way to raise to raise them. You know, it's challenging. Yeah, and you have to balance that with the fact that you know it's not the healthiest way to raise them if they can't eat too. Right. So <laughs> right. you right. got you right. have to balance that. There's a tension there, and then. I think, you know, there's probably a, a kind of a cultural thing, too, of like, you know, I think that young boys especially want to respect their dads. Yes. And if they don't respect their dads, then it may cause issues as well. Yeah. Um, I've just heard anecdotal stories about that. but And that doesn't always have to do with work. That could do with a lot of different things. But I think it does have a little bit to do with work. Like, I yeah. think, you know, I, there... There's something about the scarcity of time with my own dad that made it more precious and that made it made him seem more intentional and um, kind of, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's just like, I'm not saying that you should intentionally withhold time from your kids, yep. but more so that. It's good to see. It's good for them to see you sweat a sure. little bit. Yeah, you know, going to work every day. You know, you're busting your butt, doing what you're doing, whatever you're doing. They don't yeah. need. They don't necessarily even need to know what you're doing. You know, I didn't know. I never knew what my dad did. Like I never really understood it. But but I Michael, I know that you're gonna have a mug that says "I'm an accountant." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Leanne will know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I, yeah, I'm gonna let you know when she. You know, when she gets to the age where she understands, you know, I'm like, hey, dad's working. You know, if I if I'm working remote, like my door's closed, dad's working. Yeah. And if she's banging on the door, dad's working, you know, 
Yeah. I, I'm going to expect Gabby to to honor that, and you know, to come home and then be intentional. Okay, you know, hey, Daddy's home. Like, let's read. Let's you know sure. do what we're going to. Yeah. Let's do our evening routine. And I think that that will build. I think I'm I'm hoping this is my guess, my best guess mm-hmm. is that you know that will build a sort of built-in respect and you know oh you know dad's work dad dad worked for me he wasn't yes. just in there yes. you know withholding himself he wasn't just in that whatever like I want her to hear me in meetings I want her to you know see that I'm I'm putting in work I want her to see me get yes. promotions and things like that because you know I think that that will build a level of like oh dad loves me he's putting in the time to you know to kind of give us this life yep you know yep. Well, let let her see what good work ethic is, you know, like, um, of course, like she may grow up and be like, I'm a, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to work in, in a traditional sense. Um, I'll be a stay at home mom or whatever, but like there's still certainly work in that, you know, and to let her see good work ethic is, I think it's great, you know, and, and to see like, Hey, from this time to this time I'm working and, and I, I work hard during this time, you know, so, um, sort of respect that uh and uh and and, and yes uh, having her learn that and see that i think that's um i think that's great now this this next little bit i know this was done in in um this is done in 2013 this next uh study but i think this is interesting and i of course i'd be curious to see 10 years later you know where's this study at now and is it the same i think it's probably um a little bit different but uh It says that fathers who were responsible for more domestic work um, at home experienced greater workplace mistreatment than non-fathers and fathers who participated in less housework. So let's just put this in, in like practical terms. So this is saying that if you go to work and people know that you routinely or you know dusting and vacuuming and you do the dishes okay, every night dusting is a little no one does <laughs> yeah. but but you know yeah like yeah you, you got your apron on over there <laughs> in dusting Cass makes me dust and she gets on oh to me because my. i know i'm lazy about it i am i'm i'm not a great duster Boy, I don't, she I, rubs her finger along that she surface. does dude she lifts Ooh. you know things like you didn't even move this dude you didn't even, and i'm like yeah, I know. You got me. I know. <laughs> you got me. I know it. And uh but this is you know this is this is interesting and of course I don't know like the the percentages of like how often this happens or, or in, in what way this this takes place. But yeah, this is saying that if you're at work and they and people know that you do a lot of domestic work at home, you're going to get mistreated more than non-dad, non non-fathers. Or fathers who do less of that. I wonder what that means, mistreated. I know, right? Like, are just like general antagonism and just like bullying, you know, like, oh, oh, Ian over there, I know that he likes to do the dishes and he takes the trash out. Like, God forbid. I don't okay. know. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, okay. I love my wife and I like to <laughs> take, take the burden off. Like, sheesh. But that's, I mean, that is what this is saying, you know, and have, <laughs> so sorry, guys, trying to have a healthy marriage here. Oh, uh, what's the, have you, I, I know that when you were in the office uh, before you're at home, any of this, did this, did you feel any of this pressure? I know that you weren't a dad at the time, but was there anything of like, whoa, Michael, you make dinner? I don't, uh, I don't, there probably, yeah, there probably was some of that, especially from other men, you know, um, where, but I can't remember like a specific situation. A lot of that stuff just kind of rolls off my back because I I have the same kind of mindset of like, okay, yeah, I, I, (laughs) like, yeah, I do, I did the dishes or yeah, I do this or do that, like. I think there. I think there's also like a common understand. Like, it's like a joke, right? Like a common understanding among guys. It's like, like we all kind of got to do a little <laughs> bit of this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like we all kind of got to do a little bit of chores around the house. Like we all put the apron on from time to time and dust. You know, like a little maid. 
Because we, because that's how you get kids. Dude. Yeah, sure. Like, how, how else are you going to have a kid? Like, your wife's just going to get turned on. You walking in the door, pretending that you did accounting all day. Yeah, right. Like, come on. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I think that's so dumb. But yeah, guys, guys, honestly, really though, like honestly, this study is interesting because guys get mistreated by other guys constantly oh, for, for anything for anything for yeah anything. for anything yeah sure you know like if you if you said you went home and you didn't do the dishes and you d- I never touched the laundry yeah you would get you would get reamed over the coals <laughs> yeah. the same because guys just like to you know dunk it's, on each yeah, other yeah this is what we do yeah, yeah it's just yeah. what we do which and it, I think just I'm tangenting here but it's like you got to be able to take some of that you know if you're a guy in the workplace like sure you you have to be able to take some of that because like ladies don't do that as much to to men at least in my experience right, right. like there's a lot of lady accountants uh actually i think the industry is dominated by women but like i've never like i don't experience that from ladies like yeah. it's men who you know go after each other but it's a little bit like you know that's just how you sharpen each other a little bit of like hey you know it's tough out here you need to like you need to be a little tough yeah, you need to be able to take some of this and, and do whatever. But I think that's their way of doing that. But sure. Well, I I, I say this um, sort of joke a lot. You know that um, when, when Cass and I go to parties or or whatever, um, all the girls when they see her all dolled up, you know, and she's wearing a, a nice outfit, whatever. I mean, it's oh my gosh, you look so cute. This is so great. I love what you did with your hair. It's like the most encouraging circle, you know, like, I'm like, can I just go hang out with the girls for a second? Just yeah. so it's like someone can fill my cup. But if I go to a guy, you know, I go to the guys and we're all, you know, decently dressed, you know, like we, we look okay. Uh, but it's like, where'd you get that shirt? You know, like Ross, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, it's like immediately harsh towards each other, you know? Yeah. Um, oh yeah. When I was out at, yeah, I don't, we're not going to have, probably not going to have any oil field workers listening to this, but sure. <laughs> Man, I went out one time. I was I w- worked in I worked uh, at an oil company, and we went out one time to count inventory on a on site a couple of times, and which just dude, honestly, accountants out there with our glasses on and our pocket protectors, t- shirts tucked in. Yeah, they are. You know, <laughs> counting inventory on site, dude. <laughs> like, honestly, it's a wonder nobody shot us in the head out there. <laughs> but like. I'm out there. We're out there with like the just fuel. such easy targets yes, for all these guys who are just so gruff and covered in oil. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And we're out there <laughs> with these oil these oil field workers, and they're just showing us up at every turn. Right? They're tougher than all of us combined. <laughs> and you know, the guys are like, it's just so funny because they size you up like sure. you know, yeah, you guys work in a cushy office, huh? Yeah, you know. And we're all like, all the guys are looking at each other like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so it's just like, oh my gosh. But anyway, one time we went out there, and dude, I don't know how to wear j- boots. I don't have steel-toed boots. And I went out there. We I had to buy some boots to go out there. You have to wear steel-toed boots on site. And I tucked my jeans into my <laughs> boots, dude. <laughs> like they got the lo- like the long. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm talking about? They yeah. go up to like half your shin. Like I tuck my jeans in, and I got blasted for that. Dude, what kind of an idiot tucks his jeans into your? I'm like, I see can't, people I, wear them like that. I can't can't get my jeans dirty, dude. Yeah, I'm like, like why? I gotta go back to my cushy. I gotta office. go back to the office. I can't be looking like I can't have oil on my jeans. Come on. Oh man, yeah. that is such a good image. Oh gosh, yeah, it's that exactly though, right? Where it's like guys are just. <laughs> They're just mean to each other. Like, it's just, yeah, and I, I get like, you know, like women can be mean too, but it sort of feels like that's always, be, you know, behind closed doors. But men are just, just harsh. Just toward, right you know. to your face. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I know it's a joke, right? Like, we're all just sort of joshing, but you will go home feeling demoralized. Yeah, <laughs> definitely rolls down your cheek as you're driving <laughs> home. Oh. Yeah. And it just adds to that rage that burns in the heart of every man. For, <laughs> right? for like, sure. you, because you have to screw the lid closed on the jar. That's the yeah. great Bill Burr bit. You know, you kind of like you're get you like get home. You're like decompressing from the day. You're in your car. You're sitting there listening to whatever you're listening to. That's you know kind of that's hyping you up. And you're yeah. just kind of getting mad. And 
you just yeah, you just gotta screw the lid on the anger jar closed and put it on the shelf <laughs> next to all the rest of them. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh, that is so funny. Okay, last last uh last little stat here. Uh <clears throat> this was also done in uh in twenty thirteen. It said that um, they found that men who took time off to care for family members had significantly lower long-term earnings than men who had not done so. Mm. The authors found that regardless of gender, leaving work for family reasons was associated with lower long-term earnings, indicating that both men and women who take time off uh, to care for family members suffer financial consequences as a result. Of course, right, like big caveat here is like what's paid time you know, or what's, what's leave look like for every workplace. And if you're a salaried employee and you know, you take, take a little bit of time off, like you're going to be fine. If you're hourly and you take time off, of course your, your pay will be uh, uh, diminished if you don't have paid time off. But, um, uh, so with that, that big caveat here, but what, what are your thoughts uh, on this one, Mike? Yeah. So I think this points to, it's pointing to this thing called the fatherhood bonus and the motherhood penalty. And I did a little bit of reading on this too, cause I, I wasn't hundred percent familiar with this, but basically it's this idea that fathers, um, it's actually a, a statistic, uh, that I think was done in the UK where fathers make 20% more than non fathers, uh, over the long term, mm-hmm. and mothers make, I think 19% less or 16% less than non-mothers over the long term compared wow. to compared to the same <laughs> sex, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so and that's it's really interesting, right? But it's kind of common sense like sure. when you think about sure. it cuz yeah. it's you know, cuz you think well dads are going to be motivated to push harder at work, yep. right? They're yep. going to be motivated to take that overtime shift, right? More than the guy who's not a dad. Yep. And maybe that that's not always true, but on average, probably it is. Yep. And especially if you have multiple kids, I'd be curious how that, you know, stacks, oh, yeah, that right? Would, yeah. If yeah. you have one kid versus if you have six, you know, how does your, how does that stack up over time? But yeah, I think, um, I think this is interesting because I, you know, there could be a lot of reasons for that. Um, I think it, there's kind of a weird like inner, you know, interplay between, you know, the sexes on this issue too, because there's kind of this finger pointing like, well, dads get paid more over time, but moms get paid less. And a lot of that, like you were saying, has to do with the fact that moms on average, as, as you know, in our culture, at least tend to work less hours or take less overtime shifts so they can spend more time with the kids. Sure. Yeah. You know? Yep. And it's the same, like, and it's the opposite reflective side of that is dad's doing the opposite, which is reinforced by this culture of you need to be pushing all the time at work. You need to be moving forward. And we take pride in that as guys. Yeah. Yeah. I, this is, this is interesting. Of course, there's lots of different ways, you know, you could um, look through this. Like me, me, for myself as, as a dad, I'm, I'm more inclined to stay at the workplace that I'm at. I love where I work, but I'm more inclined to stay there because I can count on, generally speaking, I can count on yearly, you know, raises. And the longer I'm there, the more I get put in retirement. And you know what I'm saying? So it's like, um, I will earn more if I stay here, you know, and, and the, and I'm more motivated to stay here now that I have a kid. So my income potentially would be highest just staying here than going somewhere else. Right. And of course I, I love where I'm at. So I don't, I'm, I'm motivated by that as well, but there's something there. And then, um, sure. I think there's, there's mothers, um, Cass isn't this way. She, we had a kid and almost did the opposite for her. She was like, okay, no, I can't do this at all. I need to go to work. <laughs> you yeah. know, but I think some, well, mothers, and this is an average, right? Like it's, right. not yes. everybody's the same. Right. So. Right. And, and, and there are, are likely, you know, I don't know how many women um, started in the workplace and had a child and then decided to not, you know, but then that would mean, you know, maybe 
Well, you know, I guess that would be a different stat than what this is actually saying. But yeah, I think this is this is more complicated than it is just just reading it. Like yeah. there's there's much more nuance um, in this. But I, I would say like if um, what well, all these things consider all, all these sort of different stats and studies considered, um, I, the the one big thought that I started asking myself is is this a is this generally a bad sign? And and can can dads gain ambition? Um, while becoming a more engaged father or our ambition and paternal engagement sort of at odds with each other. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, so this is interesting. Ambition is an interesting word, right? Because, you know, a lot, there's kind of, kind of a weird, you know, thing with that term because ambition used to be seen as a bad thing. Yeah. Right. So ambition was this thing where, you were, uh, you know, throat cutting, you know, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get ahead no matter what. And ultimately that will, like, people saw that as like, that's going to lead to your demise as a person because you're almost like a psychopath. Like yeah. you're kind of just pushing to the exclusion and the cost of all other things. And I think you can be, I think we've changed that word, that connotation. Ambition to me is you know, it can be connected to all kinds of things, like all manner of things. Like, you know, my wife, one time when we were dating, I think it was when Gabby was starting to get serious about, okay, like, do I want to marry this guy? And she said, I just don't see like, I'm not sure I see much, you know, in the way of ambition in you. Like, you know, that's the one thing that I feel like I, you know, am missing, that you're missing. And, you know, I said, well, I am ambitious. I'm not necessarily ambitious about being a CFO yeah. or being what like having a title, like or making X dollars. I'm ambitious about being a good husband yep. and a good father. Sure. Yeah. And you know, and that's gonna like being ambitious about those things. That's gonna lead you to being ambitious about working, about yeah. making a living, about bring. And that's been true for me at least. Um, but I think, you know, all that can tie back t- for somebody like, yeah. for example, I, you know, I've, I've always been ambitious about being, you know, a follower of Christ. I'm, you know, and that bleeds into all other aspects of my life, like your belief structure, you know, you can be ambitious about being a type of person and then that will just lead into all these other areas and, and kind of leak into everything you do really. And so I don't think I don't think it's necessarily the case that it's bad to I guess that it's bad that fathers are 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 made to be more intentional about being at home. Yeah. You know, and being involved with their kids. Honestly though, it's be- like I do I think there's a little bit of like the culture doesn't know what it wants. Like, dads, like, I mean, you see this with dads, like, you get, I mean, dads will shame each other for not, or like, not just dads, but men will shame each other for not reaching certain heights, you know, as far as their work goes and things like that. And there's all these ideas about who you should be and what you should do. And the truth is, you have to find that for yourself. Yeah. And, you know, you have to stake your claim somewhere find what you believe in and stake your claim there. And that will inform who you are ultimately at the end of the day. That will inform what you do. There's an interesting like life church thing. Um, I think Craig Rochelle said it. It's like decide who you're going to be. And that will, that will make the decision about who, what you're going to do. Yeah. Right. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I'm actually using that, that practice a little bit right now. Um, I'm trying to eat a little bit better, you know, eat a little bit cleaner. And you and I were literally just talking about this and, and I'm trying to like, in my head, I'm like, I'm the kind of guy who eats a salad. You know, I'm not, if you, if you looked at my, uh, my diet over the last, you know, I'm 27. So 27 years, (laughs) you you would say, you would say Ian's not the kind of guy who eats salads. (laughs) (laughs) The last thing that you would say, but what I'm trying to do is 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 to that point, you know, it's like 
what's the identity that I, I want to, to grab onto? I want to be the kind of guy who eats salads. So what am I going to tell myself? I'm going to say, Ian, he's a, I'm the kind of guy who eats salads, you know? And then when I eat out and this has worked recently, I was eating out and I was like, I'm going to get a salad because I'm the kind of guy who eats salads. Yeah. Yep. And we just were just hoping you're going to look like the guy exactly. who eats salads <laughs> right. in 20 years. Yeah, whenever I'm 40, then someone might be like, I think he's probably had lettuce at some point. I think he's never had a salad once in his <laughs> yeah, entire yeah, life. Yeah, it's, uh, Maybe no. a salad at McDonald's. Yeah, right. <laughs> With Smothered extra fried chicken French fries and gravy. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. um, yeah, that's good. Like to, to, um, so put, putting that through the, the lens of, of uh, fatherhood, like, yeah, I'm, I'm the kind of, I'm the kind of dad, um, who, shows my kids what good work ethic is, you know? Um, and that shows, and, and even taking on that identity is like, okay, well to be that identity, you have to be with your kids to show them work ethic, but you also have to have work ethic, you know? And so in that one identity that you could try to take, take on and, and have sort of these words of, of affirmations to yourself of like, his, this is who I am. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm the kind of dad who X, Y, Z, I'm a kind of dad who reads, more than four and a half minutes a day or whatever, you know. Well, and just one more thought on that. I, you know, I think being becoming a dad shouldn't necessarily change who you are. Like, and that's kind of a weird thought, but just this idea that you should decide, you can decide today. If, if you're a non-dad, yeah, you know, and you're planning to be one someday, you can decide today to be an intentional man. Yes. Yep. If you're just if you're a husband but not a father yet, you can be an intentional husband. Like you can be the kind of man who is intentional about things. And then when you have a kid, naturally your habits are going to conform around this new, you know, thing that's entered your life. Yeah. The goal isn't that the day you have a kid all of a sudden you just change and you're matured and all these things. Like the goal is no, I'm I'm going to be mature today. Yeah. Starting today, I am the kind of man who does this. You know, I am this person. Um, and I think what's what's you know what's a, maybe an interesting underlying thought about the fatherhood bonus thing is: are these would these guys have made that twenty percent more money if they weren't fathers? Are they just yeah. the kind of men? who can make 20% more yeah. over the long term. Yeah. And, you know, I just, I think, I don't know that it's necessarily the case that just because you have a kid, all of a sudden, you know, I'm the kind of man who works worker, longer hours sure, and yeah. makes more money. Like, it could be the case that, hey, I'm a dad, you know, and yeah. I, I made the intentional decision to become a dad. And on average, you know, that's probably the case. Sure. And so over the long term, I'm going to make more money because, you know, I stepped into that responsibility willingly. I'm the kind of man who steps into responsibility willingly. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's interesting. I think there's there's surely some middle middle part there, you know, because I do think that taking on the identity of a dad, I, I do think that that changes something like. Oh, yeah. yeah for like sure. and, and even for me, like when when I. I was a foster parent before I was a biological parent. And it was like the week after that we had a foster placement in uh, 2021 that I immediately started looking for resources on fatherhood. Cause I was like, okay, I'm in this season right now, you know, and this was just sort of put on me. I mean, we, we prepared to be foster parents, but you can't really prepare to have like overnight you have a three-year-old, you know, it's just like, you know, there was no building up to it. So, I immediately was like, okay, I need, I need resources. I need conversations. I need to be around dads and I need help processing fatherhood immediately, you know? Um, cause there is, there is a, a big identity shift, uh, shift, but to your point, yeah. Like what's the decisions that, that we can make now and, and don't, don't anticipate or expect fatherhood. Fatherhood will change you, but if you'll let it, 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 it won't necessarily change you for the the good, the best, yeah. you know, like it, it can, it can be a, a demoralizing, hard, <laughs> challenging yeah. experience of a lot of denying yourself. And if you're not willing to go into a selfless mindset, like it, it's hard, 
you know, parent, parent, parenthood is, is really, really hard. So. Well, it's the same when you get married. I mean, a lot of yes. guys, yeah. you know, who are unmarried, they think, oh, like, you're married now. Like, you'll never, you know, cheat on your spouse. You'll never do this. You'll never do that. Like, you're so in love now. And it's yeah. like, marriage is hard. It's work. You know, it's work. <laughs> like, yeah. if you think that you're going to get married and all of a sudden you're just going to, I'm never going to cheat on my spouse. Yeah. You're going to have to put on your steel-toed boots and tuck your pants into them. Yeah. For marriage. Straight up. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah. yeah. That's that. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to be a husband. It's hard to be a dad. It's worth it. If And I think what you said is true, is eminently true, is it will change you for the better if you let it. Yes. Yeah. But if you don't let it and you're just going to be who you're going to be, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah. Jury's out. You it's know. too hot of a fire to go into yeah. trying to hold your ground. You right. know, like just let it mold you a little bit and, yeah. and go along with the ride. Yeah. So, um, Mike, any other thoughts on the working, the new dad? No. Time to close us out. Okay. Let's end it. Let's end it. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks um, for sticking around and. Um, listening to us uh that we're we're all wrapped up hey again we'd love to hear from you and if if anything in this conversation you're like oh my gosh that's me that's what i'm going through um or even uh, you have a new take on it seriously we'd love to hear from you so reach us out uh, reach out to us at dadsbestguess at gmail.com and uh and share your stories ask your questions and we'd love to discuss it right here on the show yep and please leave a like subscribe and uh leave a review we'd love to hear from you uh, in that sense as well so. yep um all right well uh let's let's get in with our uh our dad joke i oh gosh no i lost it no i didn't wait it's right here okay here we go <clears throat> when does a dad when does a dad joke be become a dad joke when when it becomes apparent <laughs> Okay, I'll catch you guys next week. See ya.